You're listening to Dental Talk from VivaLearning.com. Thanks for joining us for this Viva podcast. Today we'll be discussing infection control and aerosol management in the dental operatory during COVID-19. Our guest is Dr. David Resnick, Director of the Oral Health Center of Grady's Infectious Disease Program for over 29 years and Chief of the Dental Medicine Service for the Grady Health System. He is the president and founder of the HIV Dental Alliance, known as HIV Dent, and has lectured and published extensively on HIV and oral health, infection control issues, and antibiotic stewardship. Dr. Resnick, it's a pleasure to have you on Dental Talk. Phil, it's great being here. I look forward to the conversation. Yeah, and you did an incredible webinar recently uh, on the same topic, aerosol management, a primary concern during COVID-19. And you covered so much material in that webinar. I encourage all of our listeners to check out that webinar by Dr. Resnick. Just go to vivalearning.com. In the search bar, just type in Resnick, R-E-Z-N-I-K, and you'll find his webinar. So my first question is, considering that dentistry has taken the lead in infection control since the very beginning of the HIV pandemic, which I actually was living through and practiced endodontics in, what additional steps are needed to address this insidious pandemic we're in now, specifically related to extraoral aerosol management, which we know is a big threat, and also the quality of the air in the operatory? Well, you know, Phil, we, the dental profession has been great at infection control since the beginning of the HIV pandemic. We learned to sterilize instruments and disinfect surface contaminants. We use precaution protocols. But one thing we really haven't addressed is indoor air quality and how we manage aerosols. That really wasn't part of something that was a priority until now. So we really need to learn to manage our air quality. We need to how to address the aerosol, whether we're doing it through uh, source control with rubber dams and, and high volume evacuation, or whether we're talking about bringing in some new devices into our programs, like extra oral aerosol management devices. I, I actually have a few of them in, in my office, and we really truly need to address the indoor air quality. I have, like many folks on there, I have allergy issues and some sinus issues on occasion. And just by improving the air quality that we all work in, it's good for the overall well-being of the health of the dental team. It's good for our patients and wellness. And if you actually have some of these devices in your programs, like I do now in your offices, it really does give a positive impression. Patients are sort of really... Uh, impressed with the amount of money that we have invested, the technologies, all of these new things that basically appeared overnight because we really have to deal with this aerosol. We know that um, COVID-19 can live in an aerosol. We know there's aerosol transmission now. So our job, and I think we do an excellent job of it, is managing the, the not just bloodborne pathogens, but now aerosolized transmission and, and issues surrounding that. How important are these devices that you talked about on that webinar, actually putting a standalone unit, for instance, in the operatory that has all these mechanisms to actually disinfect the air? I don't know that we can completely disinfect the air because that involves things like air exchange rates and how often the air is going to circulate. Now, if you have something like the Radic 8 uh, devices that are a single pass kill, we probably are disinfecting the air with devices like that. 
Yeah. There's so much that we have to do now, whether we're getting new aerosol systems that have multiple filters in them. You could have a MERV filter, HEPA filters, charcoal filters. When do you know how to replace any of this stuff? It's really begun to weigh on my mind. It's like, how am I going to say, this person's going to be screening this day, this person is going to be monitoring the um, sterilization area, this person's in charge of the ultrasonic, this person, uh, when do we change the air filters, when do we change this type of filter? So I'm really looking at technology to help me manage all of this. And there is a program out there called On Track by Health First, which is really something I think people should look into because I've looked into it and requested it just to keep my staff and myself organized as we're trying to put all these pieces together to ensure we have the safest environment for those we serve. Right. And so that's, that's, I, you I, mentioned that fairly quickly, Dr. Rising. Health First. Health First has this product called On Track, mm -hmm. which is a computer, basically a computer based project. And it'll help you with certain aspects of what you're doing. So you can look at who is the person that's going to be screening today, doing your phone calls before the person comes in, who is going to be screening for temperatures. Or if there's somebody who hasn't done something, it actually sends reminders to that person in very nice language, not nasty. It says, Dr. Johnson is one of my staff. You need to um, do X, Y, and Z today. So I think it's a great system because even though we have this wonderful um, certification project with Danby and OSAP for infection control, it's a lot of responsibility now, not just keeping up with our blood-borne pathogen and standard precautions, but adding that aerosol component in and making sure that we manage these devices. Mm -hmm. That they're, They need to be serviced just like everything else in the dental setting. And so I, I'm trying to keep it as organized and as foolproof as possible, which is why I'm sort of looking at that system right now. Okay, so yeah, for our viewers, if you want to check that out, you can always visit Health First online. Just Google Health First. Yeah, on track. It, it, Okay. And I think it's a great name because it actually helps the program, helps your office stay on track and in compliance. I right, think it's right. a great idea. Yeah, no, it's the first time I'm hearing about it. I didn't hear about it on your on your webinar, so I'm glad you're mentioning it. So we talked about aerosol management. Um, and again, there's rubber dam and using things like relief and that's from Colzer and, and Mr. Thirsty. Or there, there's a bunch of high-speed evacuation uh, tools that go in the mouth that help with the aerosol. The rubber dam is certainly very important. I think Ivoclar is something called Optradam, which is supposedly very good. Um, and then we have the extra oral aerosol management with the devices you mentioned, like Radic 8. I think you were, you really liked that one in the webinar. But again... I still do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And that's something... I mean, again, we have only 15, 20 minutes for these podcasts. So it's nice to at least mention some products and devices that are available and, and let the uh, viewers take it for what it's worth. Let them do their research uh, on these things. Um, now OSHA, there's a lot of stuff going on with fitting the, the mask. Now we talk about N95s and there's always that caveat. Well, with N95s, they're great, but they have to be fit. Um, there's a lot of confusion about that. Could you see if you can clarify some of that for our listeners regarding that, uh, the fitting requirements based on OSHA? Sure. Um, OSHA has mandated that whenever you get a new N95 or a new brand of N95, you initially need to be fit tested to make sure that it has a good seal. 
And so what they what OSHA has let go by is that you don't need to have your annual fit testing, which is something that we do at a hospital and many programs do on an annual basis. But my hospital, we use uh, the 3M 1860 N95. So that is the one that I have been fit tested to. They brought in a new um, N95, an HDX N95. It's not supposed to be used with aerosol generating procedures, so my program wouldn't have them, but other places in the hospital will. And so people in this big building that I work in literally needed to be fit tested by this new N95, this new brand. Um, and so we had the fit test people come down to the program. The, the, the point I want to make is that just because you've been fit tested with a certain N95 doesn't mean you've been fit tested for all N95s. So if you're bringing in multiple different kinds of N95s, each legitimately each one would have to be fit tested, which is why we tried to stick with the 3M 1860. The hospitals must have run into a bit of an issue and we're saving those for the places we really need them, like when we're doing aerosol generating procedures. And then for other things like an exam, we can wear the HGX if we wanted to. Yeah, and so how, I just wanted to make the point that you needed to make sure that you follow those rules. How difficult is it for dental offices to get a hold of these things where they order it through their dealer, such as Henry Schein Dental or whatever, uh, do they have it available for delivery? The fit testing or the N95s? I know that if you buy enough of a kit that with Henry Schein, they do include a fit testing or they were including a fit testing um, setup for you. Mm -hmm. So I think you can do that if you're an existing customer. Um, but honestly, I would talk to my Henry Schein salesperson or whatever company you're using for the, the best information on that. What are some of the examples of OSHA's engineering controls to improve infection prevention during this pandemic? And there are several things that we're looking at. We're looking at airflow. We're looking at source control. There is a whole bunch of different things that, that we are looking for when it comes to engineering controls, looking at HEPA filters, increasing ventilation rates in the work environment. Um, for open day clinics, installing physical barriers such as clear plastic uh, guards. Um, at my front desk, we now have an acrylic sneeze guard, uh, which is something I would have never thought. When I designed my new clinic, which is opening next year at the, at the beginning, our whole front desk area was opening and warm and welcoming. And now with COVID, now we've had to put up some guards to take away a little bit about that. I even have created upstairs, there will be a negative pressure room um, where you know that the infectious agents are going outside. So we really have to look at some of these ways to limit the exposure while still being effective and protective in our profession. And so that looks at some of these engineering controls. Do you fog the operatories in between patients? I actually do not fog in between patients. We have um, portable HEPA filter um, devices in every room because I'm in an older building and didn't want to go through the HVAC system. I would recommend if you're in a newer building going through the HVAC system, but we have portable um, HEPA air filtration units. We place them at the patient's feet during the procedure. And actually, the kind of unit I have, the Casper unit, does put out a hydrogen peroxide mist. 
um, which I'm pretty satisfied with the use of the source controls that we mentioned earlier, the HEPA filtration units and the Aegis uh, vacuum stations, um, as well as, as the, of course, you know, I'm really going to talk about my favorite, Radic 8. But uh, that's something also that I'm putting upstairs. So I think we have enough control where I don't need to fog in between patients. And besides, I have a, right now an eight-chair facility. It'll be 12 chairs. We don't end on schedule. We operate as a continuous program that's open. That will be for open from 7-something in the morning until 4.30 in the afternoon. We want to make sure that we can get the most patients in as safely as possible. And we're not scheduling quite as closely as we did before COVID. So if you're a solo practitioner and uh, you're working on your own and you don't have any basic uh, air purification system right now, is there one system that you could buy that where you don't have to go into getting a separate HEPA filter and this and that? Is there something that's uh, good enough for a medium-sized operatory where you can put it in the operatory and feel comfortable with all your other protocols you have in place that you've covered the air purification part of it? There are three different models by the Radicade. Um, there's the there's one unit that's for large waiting rooms or large open spaces, and it um, has HEPA filters, pre-filters, carbon filters, UVGI, photocatalytic oxidation. But the really thing, it has laminar airflow and it has a single pass kill rate. So instead of you want to be as efficient as possible, which is why I talked about on track. To me, Radic 8, since it kills on a single pass, is the most efficient system out there. Had I known about the Radic 8 system, and it comes in the VK103, which is ideal for large waiting rooms or big uh, open areas. They have the VK401, which is ideal for operatories or medium-sized waiting rooms. They even have one for the front desk, the Hexaco at the front desk that you can use. And they're all different, but they have this whole single pass, kill it the first time. And I think the more efficient we are at infection control and doing our job, just like endo or general dentistry, the more efficient we are, the better result we're going to have. It's a little overwhelming for a dentist to start thinking about purchasing and installing or buying standalone units for all these different types of things. I mean, it's just there's going to be very little time to do dentistry. No, I have to tell you, I... Uh, it was a blessing doing some of these webinars because of the amount of research I had to do to figure out what it is I actually needed, what would actually work, and what I would get the best results from. And so literally, I've been working on this since March. Wow. I had some, some things I bought along the way, so I may have made a mistake or two along the way. But honestly, now that the Radicate is out there and I have a program I can actually use to keep my staff on track and me not to have to worry about it, I, I also like to reduce the stress of, of working. And so if you can find simple and efficient and keeps you on goal, that works for me. That's one of the reasons I'm a big fan of this Radicate system, because it does have a one-kill single-pass laminar airflow, which the other systems don't have. Yeah, and, and it does use every almost every kind of filter. I mean, this is a serious device. Yeah, what I really liked about the webinar was that you spent an hour going over all these different options. I mean, you covered so many different options that a dentist can look at. It looks like you've done a tremendous amount of research on this. Really impressive. And I actually sat in on that webinar, and I certainly don't watch them all, but I did sit in on that. And the background and the science behind all your presentation slides were just really phenomenal. So as I said, 
earlier in this podcast, and we are going to wrap this up now. I strongly encourage you to go to vivalearning.com. You can get it on your phone, get it on desktop, do a search for Resnick, R-E-Z-N-I-K in the search bar, and you'll find Dr. Resnick's webinar. And if you want to get a good background and look at the options that you have for controlling aerosol in your office, this is just an excellent presentation overall. I would, I would recommend sharing it with your staff. And then again, make your own decisions. This is one man's opinion and Dr. Resnick, who, but it seems to have done just an exorbitant amount of research to back it up. Well, thank you, Dr. Resnick, very much. Uh, good luck with your surgery. I know you're going through a, a, some back problems, so I really wish you the best of luck with that. Thank you, Phil. And it's an honor being here. And I hope to be back soon to answer any questions that may come up. So it's been an honor. Thank you.